What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. Today's episode is lined up to be a great one. But before I introduce today's guest, let me get the advertising out of the way. Sensibly Cynical can be found wherever you get your podcast. X is at Cynical Sensibly. Instagram is Sensibly Cynical Pod. Check out the Facebook page. WordPress, we're on there. YouTube, obviously, as well. And we're now on Patreon with a $2 Sensible tier. You get the coffee mug or a shirt, exclusive content, and much more. Now, to set up today's guest, he is Demetrius Houdini Black Reynolds. He is the VP of Operations for Busy Bone of Bone Thugs and Harmony, a fantastic artist in his own right, and a podcaster. He talks about how he got his start in the music industry, his journey to success, and much more. So, please enjoy this interview with Demetrius Houdini Black Reynolds. All right, everybody. He is a podcaster, an artist, a VP, Demetrius Houdini Black Reynolds. What's up, man? What's up? What's up, man? Happy to be here. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely, man. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity. It's just a blessing, bro. Yeah, I had your brother on a while back, and he was like, "Oh, like my brother's uh, VP of uh, you know Busy Bone and everything like that." And I'm like. And then all of a sudden, like literally right after he told me what you did or whatever, you hit me up and wanted to be on the show. So um, let's go, man. This is awesome. Yeah, man, for sure. So uh, talk about your journey. I know you've been in the game since like what, like 2000. I read like 2001. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. That's Um, crazy. Right out of high school, I got a record deal. Wow kind of untraditional record deal but it was still a record deal uh me and this homie and uh started in middle school and then from there we, we were developing our styles and you know our personas so moving into high school it just got deeper and deeper because we were both in a band uh he played percussion and i played the trumpet so uh, okay we, we began to become musically inclined recorder, a uh, mini tape recorder I mm-hmm. think it was my dad's or something like that. And uh, we would use that to record or our, our rehearse our songs. Uh, so we had like hours and hours of just songs. Mm-hmm. Like profession. Perfection, yeah. Uh, to the point where we were just reciting our verses on point. We didn't even have to, you know, look at lyrics or anything like that. It was just second nature. Writing every day, recording these little takes every day. Uh, and then we were like, you know, how can we take it further? Uh, mm-hmm. And fortunately, we had a friend who had a father who was a Mason and had a record label. And we watched them, you know, do all sorts of cool things. And uh, we were like, hey, man, talk to your dad, you know, uh, and he did. And, you know, they gave him the tape and I was like, oh, you guys are talented. And they gave us a deal. Uh, mm-hmm. but they wanted us to perform beatboxing on a professional recording though you own 100% of your music oh yeah I remember this you join a company and they have all the money they have all the power mm-hmm. if they're putting up money for production you know yeah they were paying for high quality studio time we we cut a uh, we cut our first demo uh, with one of the biggest DJ in Jackson, Mississippi uh, from 99 Jams. Shout out to DJ Finesse. We cut those records in his home using reels. like the uh, Not the old, Instagram reels, the old, the, the old the reels. Old reels that look like, you know, the movie. 
real <laughs> or the data they were data tapes uh yeah data tapes mm. not the reels data tapes I okay no it's yeah. it's cool man i don't even That's... know where those, those things are at and if i find them <laughs> they're in I some museum them. somewhere man no, no, no. <laughs> you'll never hear those songs they were terrible um, um yeah so um let's talk about um fast forward to was it no days off yeah, that okay. was yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. So I listened to one of the songs on there, and it reminded me. Just the title reminded me of of what I've been doing. I be I do like nine to fives, and like I just got a new job. I'm starting soon, hopefully. And uh, it just, yeah, thank you. And um, you know, it's a office job, but you know, it pays the bills. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Um. So, anyways, the title you could probably guess what song. I'll let you take a guess. It's nine to five. It has some sort um, of time. It has to be. This is and everyone's it, favorite, I think. It's like a story. Uh, it has a number in it. You should know, obviously. 6 a.m. Uh, oh, that one, really? Yeah, I like that song. Okay. I also like, I also like, um, what was the other? Built for Greatness. Obviously, those were the two that I listened to. And I also listened to um, Survival Mode. Is that the one you were originally thinking of? No, no, this one's a more uh, aggressive approach to the nine to five job. Um, okay, so talk about that one. We can get to those later. Talk about what song are you talking about? I'm trying to think of the name, man. This is like it's uh, been a minute, right? 2005. <laughs> when I graduated uh, high school, so you know, yeah, yeah, this is 2005. <laughs> this is like me going through uh, a bad marriage. This is me working a nine to five job and then uh, retail management, actually. Okay. And then coming home, trying to be an artist on the weekend and at night, and raising a a, a son and a daughter. So, this is uh, this point of my life. A lot of frustrations going on here. So the track I'm talking about is called. Uh, oh, good, good. I don't we know, can always, it, we can always get back to it. You yeah, know, we can get back to the time. <laughs> but it's talking about me waking up to go rob a bank because. I just got fired from a job. And then since I'm contemplating to go rob a bank, I go outside and my car has been stolen. So now this I is, can't. Is this based on a based on a true story are we talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I exaggerated a little bit because I never robbed a That's bank. That's why I said based. <laughs> I would assume it's based. I, I mean, were, I don't know. To you, to each their yeah, own, you know. No, I've man, seen I've were, seen bank robber so movies. Big. The town is a is one I've seen, you know. Yeah, um, man. But Things anyways, so sorry, go ahead. That it caused me to <laughs> contemplate uh, stealing, you know, robbing a bank in a dream type of thing. You know, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not equipped to rob any kind of bank. So uh, anyhow, um, we're going through these situations and I'm like, man, you know, this this job is frustrating. I just need a Red Bull and I'll burst this wall, you know, kick my bosses. <laughs> and uh you know and ninjas turtles come save the day i don't know man it's a real funny story but uh to me it was real i just over over exaggerated for um of course you know it's like movie it's like movies or anything else you know you yeah. you take the truth but you turn it up to you know 100 that's it man turning lemonades and uh lemonades <laughs> lemonades, right yeah man. exactly exactly and drake happened so i was friends with drake on my space uh, 2005 
Now, me and Drake have a, uh, I won't say a relationship, but uh, we probably definitely knew of each other. Uh, like I said, we were friends on MySpace, and I've been following him for a long time. I used to watch Degrassi, you know, uh, wheelchair uh, uh, Jimmy. Yeah, wheelchair Jimmy. <laughs> so so uh, I began to put, like, my demos on MySpace. And what I believe is that Drake stole, well, that's a harsh word. Drake was inspired by the sound that I was putting out because it was a mix of uh, uh rapping with harmony like both doesn't harmony but uh a little more uh i got you. a little more slower you know yeah yeah and the vibe the vibes were right <laughs> yeah the vibes were right were right and then uh out of the blue man he drops this tape and he drops it in my facebook uh messenger account i have the proof it's not the thank me later mixtape it's the one before that uh, okay. He didn't have any facial hair and had like a little partial line with some uh, <laughs> background, look like the Windows uh, ninety eight background, you know, with the the fall leaves, the road. He had a background like that. Anyhow, um, and since he did that, uh, I felt like I, I should just hold off on putting my album out because it, everybody, everyone was going crazy for this Drake sound, which I believe that I inspired. Um, to this day, and I'm gonna hold on to that. So, 20 uh, 2007, I actually put out the album. That's when the album came out. Okay, yeah. Um, so built for built for greatness, man. I mean, that's a self explanatory, man. Yeah. So everybody knows the word, um, or the obviously everyone knows receipts, the transactions every day. But receipts, as in like the connotation of if someone talks shit, I'll remember that. Like, yeah. I, I is that what that was? Just basically, if you know, I'll remember shit if you f with me. Mm, kinda. No. Man. What kind of I, what kind I of believe... receipts are we talking about here? So I have the the uh, the album that he dropped in my inbox and asked me to support it. Uh, when I played the project, I was like, "What? The... This sounds like me. This sounds like what was on my MySpace." Um. But uh, also at the time and, and, and still to this day that, you know, whatever anyone's inspired or want to borrow or take, I think I'm just, this is not to be like uh, uh, egotistic, uh, egotistic statement. It's just, I just mm -hmm. think that I could be so creative that I wouldn't care if, if someone stole or borrowed or were inspired by something that I did because I'm, I'm the same way. I'm an artist who were inspired by other artists before me. Uh, busy being one of them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've told this story before on the podcast, but um, I remember being at a party. This had to have been like 2008, mm -hmm. I think, something like that. And I don't know who it was. I'm from Florida. I live in uh, nice. um, near Orlando is where I grew up, like uh, near uh, Cocoa Beach, Daytona Beach, that whole area, that whole area out there. And I was at a party and they were talking about how someone was paying like... Um, I I don't know if it was six figures, but it was it was a lot for a beat, and then like oh. someone made a someone made a joke about you know you gotta have you gotta have five, at least five to get to get heard. Is that a little high? Well, I mean, this was back in two thousand eight. Five figures mm -hmm. to get started. Was he yeah. bullshitting or was he for being no. for real? You think? No. He was being for uh, real to break an artist. Yeah, yeah, to break an artist <laughs> is about one hundred and fifty k to quarter mil. 
Oh, so five, artists. so five figures. That was probably legit back then. If it was high, right? No, yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but um, I was like, damn. All right, and I kept sipping my drink. I'm like, I don't want nothing to do with that. Yeah, That's I mean, a lot back of money, then, man. You know, fifty thousand, seventy-five thousand could, you know, do a lot. Um, most of it going into marketing and radio. But yeah, um, how was your? Because obviously, I'm from the south, so home of fifty Wayne. Um, you know, list goes on. Um, what's your thoughts on uh, Fifty Cent? He was my guy. You got any okay. thoughts on uh, on him? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I, I like Fifty Cent. Um, he's he's one of my top uh, persons who I call influential uh, when it mm. comes to music. Curtis, Curtis Jackson, yeah. Curtis Jackson, man. <laughs> I have his book, Pieces to Wait, uh, The 50th Law. Um, I don't necessarily watch the TV shows, but those books, yeah, I've read those. And um, interviews, I, I study those a lot, you know. Uh, he was one guy. of the he was one of the OGs, man, like 2000s OGs, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so I pulled the move from 50 Cent. It's a wild story behind this, man. I got kidnapped behind this. Uh, uh, but 50 Cent was doing the whole beef thing. That was the thing. Everybody was doing beef records, you know? If you want to get on, you got to follow the 50 Cent blueprint. But what we didn't know, me and my homie, is that you got to back it up when they show up. So we, we're thinking like, okay, this is just going to be something on wax. Uh, we actually did something crazy. Went to this barbershop where he worked at. We recorded the song first, and then we came up to this barbershop where he worked at. It was like, dude, check this song out. And it was a diss record to him. And uh, he was like, yeah, I'm going to play it for everybody. He was like, oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And so he played the track in front of everybody, man. And we're going in on this catch. Is, man, it's, it's, man, we're dropping nukes on them. Some sensitive personal information just letting them have it and everyone in, in the barbershop is like <laughs> and we're like so stopping stopping yeah stopping mid-cut you know yeah yeah it was like, <laughs> what do we do at this point do we stand on this business at, as they say nowadays you know yeah or do we run out of here yeah like so protect uh, it's kind of like protecting the uh the territory or you yeah. know yeah yeah so we looked at each other and we nodded so we nodded was like okay if it's a fight we're fighting you know, we're not going to run. Uh, we just diss on one, you know, how, do, how does that look? We, we run, then he automatically wins. So he doesn't say anything. He just, he just brooding. He's like, mm. oh, okay. Okay. I see what's going on. Okay. Okay. And we was like, all right, man, sayonara sucker. Yeah. Enjoy the record, you know, and we leave, <laughs> man, we're just chilling, you know, doing what kids do. We're like, uh, uh in our early 20s so we're like wow you know um i really don't want to get too deep into oh, it no 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 that may be a story for another <laughs> day how exciting no, it was no i but, was just i was just telling you like he was my to, guy and then um yeah, that's a great to, story man to get to the point is that <laughs> a lot of things happened from that record you know people were calling my phone just playing like beethoven you know like what is this about and then you're hanging up uh, they'll call and like, yeah, I'm ordering 100 pizzas. Yeah, I'll see you soon, bud, with these hot pizzas. Like, what's this about? And so that's like, funny. Right. Yeah, you were like, okay, okay. So they're playing mind games, you know. Let's really, let's really, 
let's really make our name, state our claim, you know, puff up our chest, you know. So we go to his studio. We're coming with like six or seven guys. Who's we? So we go to a neighborhood. Hey, yeah, we, but who is we? Like you and a bunch of people? Okay. Like Yeah, me and a bunch of people. Yeah. So uh, me and my homie Snow, uh, he's a white guy. He's my was my best friend at the time. And then uh, this neighborhood that we hung out in, we had a little click posse, whatever you want to call it, crew. We're like, hey, guys, we're about to go smash. You know, come on, jump in. So everyone hops in my Pontiac. It's like seven of us in a car. That's a bad idea, you know, if you're from Jackson like we are. You're gonna get pulled over by cops, but amazingly, we went through town and no one saw it. So we arrive at this uh studio and it's locked. The dude's not there. Like we had baseball bats, chains, you know, oh, it was you like were... outsiders movie. Yeah, we were coming to, to get down. <laughs> you know, we're tired of the mind games. You're you know, coming with the with up. the with the stuff, man. Just going yeah, we're coming <laughs> with the stuff. And uh he wasn't there, so we, we were like, okay, so how are we gonna make our mark? And I was like, yo, we're not going to damage the studio because then that's, you know, that's that's another story for us. You know, we're not criminals. So instead, we just littered our flyers all over the parking lot and pasted our flyers all over. What? Like, yeah, to let them know that we've been here <laughs> looking for you, you know. Yeah. The games. Yeah. All right. Fast forward. Um, things happen and uh, it got really weird with a bunch of cars coming around to my my dad's house. Mm-hmm. Where my family stayed and i was like okay dad uh, uh i think i was still living there yeah i was i still me and me and snow was living there the white guy um yeah i convinced my parents to let them stay there uh they were good christian uh, they are good christian parents so they're not going to turn down uh anyone who needs help and of course uh, snow needed help at the time so we're bunking there and uh i was like yo we gotta leave telling my family yo we have to leave things are getting crazy and i don't want anything to happen to you guys and uh, we got a phone call that said yeah you better be glad your dad's a preacher because we'll bum your house and it was like all right all right all right you, you threatened my family he's talking so. he's talking that shit yeah 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 it's time to meet okay so we we uh we get a phone call about a meeting because like i said it was getting weird i was making phone calls too because if there's a problem then I feel like I got to deal with the problem and anybody around this problem is going to get dealt with too, because if your friends are accustomed to this problem, you're going to seek revenge. And the only thing to do is just wipe them all out. That was my belief at the time. So this is the mind frame I'm going in, right? I'm getting real dangerous. You know, I'm getting beyond of who Demetrius was and uh, snows right. There's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's right there. So now I'm, you know, I got a homie too. So, if, if it's Geronimo at this point, you know, if he jump, mm-hmm. we all jump. Or if I right, jump, we all right. jump. So I think most call. people, I think most people understands that mindset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you man. know, so we get this phone call and we're like, yeah, it's getting crazy. You know, there's a bunch of death threats flying around, you know. Uh, so let's have a sit down in a neutral place. Let's go to the mall and just talk and, you know, handle business. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. So we're heading to the, the mall. Uh, and Snow's like, yeah, you know what? I have a bad feeling about this. Let's just, just go to Hattiesburg and uh, just start a new life and just change our names. I was like, what? But on the way, I was considering that because I was like, you know what? I don't want to die over rap beef. Like, 
Oh, who, who does that? <laughs> Those yeah. are just words, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, fortunately, unfortunately, the words got serious. So we arrived to the mall, we sit down and all of a sudden, like just these dudes with blank faces surround us. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we are a group of people. I won't say who the group of people are. It's like we're a group of people and we can make you disappear without a trace and no one would care. Come with us. And so we got kidnapped because we didn't have a choice. And wow. uh, we're driving through Mississippi. I don't know if you heard stories about Mississippi. I, I have not. I'm um, right now. I live in Pensacola on the Alabama border, so it's not too too far. But I've also, like I said, I've been raised in the South, so I I think I'm getting the the picture. But I have never been to um, that area. No, but yeah. So I'll paint the picture for you. Okay. You know, Feel North free. Florida. North Florida, right? You're from you're yeah, from Florida. yeah, Central Florida. But yeah, I'm familiar with North Florida. I'm a Jags fan. I go to Jacksonville all the time. All right, so there is a heavy racial tension in North Florida, right? Yeah, certain parts. Sure. Okay, so that's here in Mississippi. Okay, there are a lot of places that you can come up missing, you know, or you know, mm-hmm. yeah, come up missing. So. We are blindfolded and we're uh we're driving through I don't know where we're going, man. We're like driving for three hours and uh all of a sudden we're told to get out. And they take the blindfolds off and we're in the middle of nowhere and it's pitch black. Uh it wasn't when we left the mall, it was like daylight. But when we got to this destination in the middle of nowhere, it was pitch pitch black. And uh, it's like, yeah, so what's all of this stuff you guys are talking? It's time to stand on it. You know, we're about to just put it into this, put two in the head, what? No, two in the chest, one in the head, you know. And they're like, say your prayers. Snow drops down to his knees and he's crying, praying. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to drop to my knees, but I will pray and I'll, you know, face whatever comes. And they're like, yo, so you a soldier? I was like, nah, but what's the point? If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. I'm not going to beg you or, you know, let you uh, uh, brag about the moment, you know, make it happen, Captain, you know. And, you know, he's just standing there stunned, I guess. He's like, yo, you got a death wish? I was like, yo, bro, I just told you, man, you're wasting time. Either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. You know, the field's too run for me to run away, but maybe I zigzag and I'm telling him my plans. And he's like, what's wrong with this kid? And uh, he's like, yo, look, get up, get up, get up, Snow. This is like an initiation. We just wanted to prove, uh, we just wanted some guys in our crew who were soldiers. And you guys passed. Even though you dissed me in front of my people, that's very commendable. And I need people like you guys. And me and Snow's like, what? What? You know, we were at the fight now. We thought we were about to die. Now we're not going to die. And it was a trick. Yeah, you felt but, like you were getting uh, you felt like you were getting like um like punked a little bit kind of? No, not really, man. I just feel like what was the point of that? You know, you want to prove that you're some kingpin? Not really, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh fortunately, you know, we allowed ourselves to, you know, be walked into that, but at the end of the day it wasn't like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and uh thankfully to God it was just a joke and not, you know, something that I wouldn't be here telling you about, but uh, any lessons in that, in that busy told me after the fact, after I met him is that when you beef with someone, you never say their name because you never know what comes to that, mm-hmm. who they're connected to, who their cousins are, 
anything like that. You never know if you're messing up some kind of uh, business or there's some kind of police operation going on. Right. So, um, any kids out there, uh, just don't do it on, just don't do it in songs. If you got a problem with somebody, talk it out. Um, you like I said, you never know who's connected to who, and at the end of the day, it's not worth it being taken into a field, you know, and mm -hmm. a gun placed on your head. Yeah, well, I appreciate you um, telling your story, and I'm sure that'll people listen, and hopefully that gets a message across to people, like, hey, you know, man, man to man, woman, you know, people, person yeah, to man. person. That's what happens to me, like when I. So you mind if I tell a story real quick? Yeah. Okay, sure. so. I've told this before, but it's been a while. So this is episode 244. So when we did, I had a co-host back in the day and okay. we got together for 100 and he, he, apparently he was like, talk, I didn't say, I've never said this part, but I think he was like talking shit about me, like behind my back to like mm. his other friends. Cause he's from New York too. And you, you probably, I don't know if you've been in New York, but you know that New Yorkers have a different mentality than, than, um, I'll take that back. No, they do, but I'm trying to think that whole area. I'm trying to yeah, think that the whole rough, area. You know, they're rough um, just... Yeah, but that whole New England area is what I'm thinking. Uh, All the way up to Maine, that whole area are just like they have a different mentality. Yeah. And you know, and was I sensitive? Sure, probably. But we got wasted, and I haven't speak. I haven't spoke to him since because I got what off my mind. You know what I mean? I got off my chest what it was to his face. I, I felt like I was sticking up for um so I actually left and then they they wanted me to come back and record because we were so basically what we were doing we were doing like a best of so we were all we all I needed was his uh, you know introductions for clips yeah so I got into his we got into each other's face for a little bit and I'm like I'm like bro I this is this I don't support you know politics we're on different sides of the politics I'm not gonna get into politics mm -hmm. but I'm just saying yeah. We, Political differences. I mean, the, there was no nothing off limits. <laughs> um, so I understand about if you say if you got something on your mind, say it to someone's face. I believe that. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So let's get to Busy Bone. How did how did you guys meet? So, man, Busy Bone, man. Uh, Busy has been my mentor, favorite artist since. He went solo in 98, even with the group. Um, mm -hmm. It was always between either busy or crazy. Uh, majority of busy. Uh, and in 98, he had his solo debut. And there was an address on the on the uh, back of the CD. And I wrote a letter, like some Stan, <laughs> on like Stan, Eminem, you know? Yeah, uh, of course. Predicting the future, like, yo, one day we're going to work together. One day we're going to make a lot of money together. One day we're going to tour together. One day, you know, doing all, saying all this crazy stuff. But I didn't know I was speaking that kind of things into existence. And I was believing it so much, man, that I was, you know, sometimes, this is high school, 98. Mm -hmm. I would cry about the situation. Like, oh, I want to be an artist so bad. Oh, I want to be on tour so bad, you know like pleading with God, just part heavens, part the clouds and, you know, bless me, you know, make it happen. Uh, and uh, the belief in myself, and I had a homie, Countryverse, who also believed in me and what we were doing. And that helped us get that record deal. That helped 
a lot of things, you know, position itself to where, you know, we were just wheezing through things. I mean, just mm-hmm. breezing, breezing through things, opportunities here, here, there. We're on the radio. Right. We're doing this. We're open. We're opening it up for the mayor. We're doing all kind of political things in Jackson community. Uh, we're winning trophies, awards and and uh, busy never returned my, my uh, letter, of course. Uh, but at this time, uh, I began to uh, develop uh, a career in retail, uh, working myself up to a manager. And uh, we had a chance to sell Russell Russell Simmons clothes, baby fat and fat form. And my store did so well that he came down to visit. And uh, I had a chance to meet him and uh, he was like, so what's your whole marketing plan? I was writing the commercial jingles for the radio, for TV, uh, for this store I was the manager of, plus managing two locations in two different cities. And he was like, oh, what's your whole plan? Because you're outselling any other store and I've seen your market and it's mixed. You have white people, black people, Mexican people, you know, the culture is very diverse in this area. What are you doing? So I shared with, I shared with him my, my plan. And the things I was doing on radio and on TV. And he was like, man, I need you to come on the road with me. And I did as an intern. Uh, came on the road with him, working with uh, Fat Phone. There's a picture of me somewhere on the internet. And uh, and uh, from there, uh, he began to teach me the music industry, like from the management standpoint, especially with business structure. And I took these things. Um, after that ended, I came home. And uh, Busy's artists were looking for like a manager. And that's how I, I got in the door, through managing. Uh, unfortunately, though, I had to prove myself. So I was a part of the street team. And Busy did his interview. He was like, yeah, man, I got people jumping in the click and they're just in boot camp learning the game. I don't even know their names, but they're there. They're doing their thing. And that was me. I was one of those no-name guys putting in work. Uh, my whole mentality was just be, be water. Mm. be anything that that you can be to get yourself in the door and then you position yourself to work yourself up that's how i did any job even with retail i came in uh well no no i was blessed with that i came in as a manager trainee uh but any other job before that i started on the ground floor washing dishes sweeping the floor whatever it was just to get in there get in the building Mm -hmm. Uh, and i use that same concept with busy just just let me in the building. Let me do the rest or let God do the rest. Yeah. So I was introduced to certain people like Rick Robinson, rest in peace. Uh, he was busy's manager at the time and also managing some business deals for Bone Thugs and Harmony. Plus he was from Mississippi. And I only knew that because I used to study busy's albums, read the thank you. Mm-hmm. He had a session called the FU's uh, and I would read <laughs> everything cover to cover and i saw rick robinson name and rick robinson dropped an album and he shot it out in mississippi he said my state so i was like oh what mm-hmm. this is a homeboy and i started doing my research and you know diving deep into his career how he started he's from bookhaven and he was big here when he dropped records so i got a chance to you know, meet, meet with his family and talk to him and he just took me on his arm as a mentor started teaching me the other side of like uh booking uh booking shows right take care of like admin stuff um paying attention to details mm-hmm. 
So I'm working my butt off. You know, I get a few of the artists that, that are not really moving, but I'm moving them because I'm trying to prove myself. Um, mm -hmm. I had a pocket full of ambition, you know, and plus <laughs> I was the type that, that would work no days off until a result was achieved. And uh, I was booking these guys all over like the USA and they've never been out of their own city. And uh, word mm -hmm. started traveling back up to busy. So one day he called one of my friends and my friend got him on the phone and busy said, Hey man, I just dropped an album and I need someone to do this, 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 and this. Are you the guy? Now, Sean, at the time I was not the guy. Um, but because of my uh, tenacity, I was the guy. Uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I'm the guy. So he's like, all right, so I'm going to send some instructions and uh, you take care of it. So he's not even, this is the only time I talked to him on the phone in like a year. A whole year goes by and it's only through email. I have to yeah. earn his phone number. <laughs> no, um, that, make, that makes complete sense. That yeah. Makes, I understand. Earn your and, stripes or such, you know? Yeah, earn my stripes. And a lot of people who come into our organization nowadays don't even understand that, that you just can't talk to the boss. You just can't jump in his uh, inbox and, and think you can jump over me. I'm not a, I'm not a gatekeeper per se, but like, like I am the only way to get into this. And if you don't come talk to me and get vetted in, you're not getting mm -hmm. in. Because there's a, there's an inner circle of trust, I would assume. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. 13 years, man. And you uh, can't breach, you can't breach that. You got to go through it. I understand. That, this is 13 years of busy talking to me. Mm -hmm. We're not did, talking about the years before that when I didn't, when he didn't even know my name. But I'm saying, or, did he ever, did he ever tell you stories from back in the day with uh, yeah. Bone Thugs? And he told you all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. I have oh man, I bet stories that I well, cannot repeat <laughs> that okay. he's told me. All and, right. uh, I'm no storyteller. I can't tell anyone in that story unless they tell me to, but I could tell my story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you could, yeah. Just pick whatever story you want to tell. That's yeah. what, that's what this episode's about, man. Just you yeah. telling your story, you know? So, uh, yeah, man, you got to put in the work to get there. And, and I put the work, I put in the work to get here, but this is a whole year, just emails back and forth. And uh, I was like, man, he was like, he was, he was steadily telling me in these emails to prove yourself, prove yourself. What are you going to do to help my career? What can you do to help my career? W what is your plan? What What is mm -hmm. your, uh, your goals for this organization? You know, asking me real questions that a kid like me have never thought about, you know, no one has put me in those shoes to where I have the experience to answer those kind of questions. Russell Simmons. Yeah. You know, mentorship, but it wasn't hands-on to where I'm learning, you know, from failures. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So prove yourself. And I say, well, man, what's something that you haven't did? And, you know, scratching my head, he's like, I haven't been to the East Coast in 10 years. I said, okay. The first show I booked for Busy was on the East Coast in Delaware. Yeah. And he was like, how did you do that? And I was like, what do you mean? You're busy, Bone. You can go anywhere. <laughs> I mean, most people have heard of Bone Thugs and Harmony, and most people know Busy Bone. What is it? Busy Bone, Lazy Bone, Crazy Bone, and Flesh and Bone? And one more. And what? Wishbone. 
Wishbone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can just edit that one in there. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. joking. I'm joking. Shout out to Wishbone. Oh, you're good. You're good, man. Um, no, but uh, Busy Bone was the youngest, right? They're all. He was. Yeah. He was. Uh, he was the. Um, he was the youngest uh, of the group. Uh, and after getting this show booked, we've did some some other stuff, some incredible stuff. He came to Mississippi, my hometown, and uh, me and my brother Ben, we drove him, uh, well, we drove to a city to meet him, and then we drove him to Alabama. So we got a chance to really get up close and personal with him, share our stories, and hear his stories. Mm -hmm. Man, that's probably one of the uh, the fondest memory I've had of Busy Bone is just riding in my, it was my brother's car, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my brother, we took my brother's mm -hmm. car driving with busy bone to alabama from mississippi overnight wow this is Man, i bet you guys i bet you guys just hours of entertainment you know yeah man. <laughs> yeah man this is 24 um, hours no sleep and then we drop them off at the airport and then we have to go home because we have to go to work in the morning i'm a store manager and my brother's mm -hmm. a store manager yeah uh, so it was like, yo, we have one hour to sleep. And so we're taking turns driving mm -hmm. back to uh back to Mississippi. Uh unfortunately I couldn't I couldn't maintain, man. I, I fell asleep. <laughs> and my brother drove the whole way back, man, like pushing 110. We were there mm -hmm. like 30 minutes. A three hour trip. We were there like <laughs> I don't know how we did it, but he did it, man. Yeah. That's been for you. But uh, yeah, man, that's that's my meeting Busy Bone story. Mm -hmm. um, were you were you uh, big into Bone Thugs and Harmony before you met? Were you, yeah, you met yeah. Busy. Yeah, man. Uh, my cousins put me on to Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, I was strictly Christian music because I grew up in a Christian household. Uh, secular music was banned, and if mm -hmm. you brought any paraphernalia or any cds any posters it was going to get confiscated and burned paraphernalia i haven't heard that word in a while yeah man. <laughs> i'm just dating myself i know man. i know what you mean i know what you mean i'm just giving you a hard time but that's um, what happened on, on a lot no, of occasions it's man. real i had huge collections and my dad would find it like yeah i don't know what was going on man maybe god was just leading him yo demetrius is listening to this music you need to check it out and he would find it every time i buried it I buried a backpack mm -hmm. in the in the in the in, in, in a backyard, and he found it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know how, but hey, anyway, hey. Uh, my cousins. I go down to my cousin's house, and I see this weird tape, and it has like old English writing, "Bone Thugs mm -hmm. and Harmony." He's like, "Dude, check this out. This is the new thing." Yeah, it was like East Nineteen Nine is where you find me slinging it, yeah, yo, daily. <laughs> Uh, it's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up. and I was like, yeah. "Yo, Crossroads is, is my jam too, man." They yeah. won a Grammy. It won a Grammy. No joke. It did. Nineteen ninety-seven, and, it, and, it and beat uh, the Beatles record. And yeah, and when they did, I tried with Akon. Akon, underrated man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but so, um, uh, I'm listening to this music. And I was like, "Yo, this is very different from what I listened to," and I'm, I get engulfed in gangsterism right then and there. You know, I go oh, from uh, I go from like uh, my shirt button all the <laughs> way up to like wearing bandanas. Like I did yeah. a complete three sixty. And I was talking to my mother the other day. I was like, "Mom, how was I growing up? Was I a little loose in the head?" And she was like, "No, you were a good kid until like a certain point of time, 
you know, you kind of, you know, were feeling yourself. Uh, I guess that's you, um, you know, becoming of age. And I was like, I think that's the time when I discovered rap music. Yeah, I had um, I had a, fa a rap, fa I had a rap phase. So I wore the um, I'm not gonna say the type of shirts, but you know, what I'm saying the undershirt, <laughs> the undershirt. Oh man, did you wear <laughs> the, the ones the with the colors? I know I wore like a black I wore a black one or a white one. Had the I had oh, okay. the I had the chain man. I thought I was man. like they called me the A shirt. People, people <laughs> called me words that I can't talk about on the podcast type of words. Oh, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man. Because I was yeah, into that, so, I was into that lifestyle. I was wearing the yeah. chains. I was like, you know, I was I like a wannabe. I was a wannabe Eminem. I was a big Eminem guy. Oh, I was like a real? yeah, I was yeah. a big Eminem guy, cleaning out my closet. Yeah. Um, I was also into um TI rubber band man. man. That's one of my favorite songs of all time, rubber band. It's almost so underrated. Yeah. Um uh Wayne, of course. I mean, who isn't? Wayne. Millie, yeah. a Millie, a Millie, a Millie. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm he's saying? One of the goats. He's, he's one of my top ten. <laughs> I'm a big I know I already mentioned it, but I'm one of the few people I feel like 50 Cent has a range. I feel like I'm in the high end. Like there's some people that call 50 the goat. And then there's some people that no, but then there's some people that like he's all right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he's yeah. one of those that has a high variance. Him, yeah, yeah. um, Ti is another high variance. Per you know what I mean by that, right? Mm -hmm. Like some people oh, yeah. think he's average. Some people think he's like God's gift to the world. Yeah, Ti yeah. is another one. I guess it depends on um, perspective. And when uh, you were born but, and everything, Kendrick yeah. Lamar. I, I do, I that's do another put one. Fifty on the top spectrum. Um, from even from a lyrical standpoint because i believe he can formulate a song that anyone could relate to yeah. and, and not be and i've heard his lyrical songs uh, mm -hmm. from the early days power of a dollar uh 50 cent is the future guess who's <laughs> back i used to listen to those tapes i'm telling you man, i study hip-hop but many men um, many, yeah. many 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 even men. before that his just ability to to write <laughs> it's records just for me and yeah his variance of being like you said being able to just be fluid with the records he doesn't necessarily necessarily have to be a kendra lamar or lupe fasco There's, i know you've had as quite the history with busy bone um yeah. can you name one like what's the biggest lesson that you've learned so far like whether it be in the music game or outside of work, any lesson that you've learned from your partnership with him? Yeah, uh, really to uh, just be mindful that when you are a part of something, things are not always about you. You know, um, it's okay to be in service for someone, you know, it's okay to show love. I know a lot of uh, the hip hop music, rap music pushes the narrative of that, that you don't need anyone and that it's okay to be alone and it's, and it's okay to uh, run by your lonesome and you could be independent and not need people. And I'm here to tell you that that is completely false. Anyone who is successful has never done this alone. Uh, and what I've learned, uh, my time with Busy is that togetherness and unity is is really what matters and, and really what drives the force. And uh, the check your ego, keep it at home. I mean, like I said, the, the picture is so big, like how could you make it about yourself? There's mm -hmm. so many moving parts to this. And 
And what we're doing is so important because it's not only changing lives, but it's it's feeding families. You know, we're trying to build generational wealth. We're trying to do things different from corporate America working, you know, the nine to five trade. I've been in that my whole life. And and I'm gonna tell you, man, there's nobody who 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 uh gets what they deserve. You know, we're supposed to work eight hours, but for somehow they get ten or eleven or twelve out of us. Yeah, I'm preparing. Say, oh, to... You know, it's yeah. it's a part of your duty, and if you don't do it, that means you mm. don't care. Or do you want Not this? Story. Or they or they dangle the carrot of the bonus or the yeah. raise or, you know, oh, the raise. I can be I can be a history buff, so everyone knows about the pyramids back in the long time ago. You think th those people weren't getting paid anything but food on their table, and sometimes they weren't even getting that. So I try to think of the, um, how far, like how lucky we are to have technology. I know I sound like the old man, <laughs> but it's true. Like these people on like TikTok all the time and shit. Now even me, like it was funny. Um, so I'm a sub. So before I'm a substitute teacher still, and yeah. um, that's oh. a bit. <laughs> That's a big thing. Yeah, I'm like your typical white substitute teacher, mid thirties white substitute teacher. Typical. Dude, that that was my first major in. Uh, uh, in no, but um. Be an elementary teacher. Yeah. Oh, dude. So major. I, so I took the middle school exam. I missed it by one question. Oh man. I was. I got like. A, I needed a. I'm studying to be a middle school English teacher, and nice. I I got a 193. I needed a 200. Bro, I was so heated. Oh man, I bet. <laughs> I was so heated. Um, but anyways, back to my uh pyramid. Do you think those people, you know, how many people it takes to build a pyramid? Man, we're talking about millions. Yeah, so I try man. to think of not that not just that example, but you know, I try to think of the people that that have a way there's always someone, I know this is another cliche, but it's true. So there's always someone that has it worse than you. You think you have yeah. it bad? Not saying you personally, but I'm just saying like as a general statement. Right, right. A person thinks they have it bad. There's, I guarantee, there's someone that has it worse. Absolutely. Yeah. So I try to think of think of that. I got like AC right now. I got a roof over over my head. I got a cat somewhere. I don't know where she's at. You know. Oh, man, <laughs> what do so, you like best about cats? I like the fact that they like they just like can live on their own. Like. Like um, I can let her. I can let her just sit here as long as she has water and food. She like grazes, you know. Yeah. My vet got pissed off at me um, because I got her fat. Well, you know. Ah, uh, yeah. My vet was like, "Dude, you gotta stop letting her graze." I'm like, "Bro, yeah. I live alone in here. She can. It's her house, not mine. I live in an apartment, but That's it's cool. like it's her apartment, not mine. Like, yeah, yeah man. I've, I've been I've cash, been through dude. the relationship grind, bro." But yeah. uh, speak speaking of speaking of um relationships and um friendships, man, I bet you've met so many cool people. I bet you've uh, met, you've had I mean, to meet some really cool people, man. Yeah, as this yeah. freaking busy bone. I mean, he's like he's like one of the legends. Yeah, man. Can you name uh, a can you name a famous person that you were like, whoa, I can't believe? Besides busy bone, obviously. But can you met someone like through that connection that you're like, whoa, I can't believe I'm meeting them right now not really man um, not really yeah uh once i had that moment with busy that was it it was like okay i uh, i can get used to this um <laughs> now I, I was starstruck when i met him you know oh of course uh, even, even even through email you know i was just asking all kind of fanboy questions and he was like look man chill 
you can learn all about me over time. You know, just just chill, chill out. Yeah, man. I'll tell you how Making crazy it. I'll tell you how crazy <laughs> is later. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, over time, I got privy to you know uh, sit next to him and learn all the all the things, all the secrets of the industry. Of course, uh, things like that. Yeah. But uh, no, man, I can't. I can't say that I've met anyone that just completely like. Oh, yeah um, yeah like holy shit yeah yeah i i respect yeah. that i respect that they're just man. people man they're just people with uh a lot of talent mm. um who were some um uh, other influences like that you have like we talked briefly about some of the you know goats um who are some other artists that you have an eye on like currently or you know otherwise oh currently so yeah like kind of artists there's, currently there's an artist by the name of toby dude is dope he's currently on tour now he's signed by rca uh rca records of course uh, yeah man, this guy <laughs> that's awesome is, he's blending like the most phenomenal music i've ever heard mm -hmm. um he's from canada um i guess all things all good things come from canada hey canada eh shout out to drake <laughs> you know oh, of course Bieber. of course yeah. Yeah, Toby. Justin Bieber. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but there's more. There's more. Uh, and and hockey. Can't forget hockey. Hockey. Yeah, man. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to go to a hockey game, but that's no. But I'm saying that's huge in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Toby is an artist. Uh, Blessed is a good artist. He's from Australia. Um, Bloodline Harmony, which are the the kids and nephews of Busy Bone. They're oh, they're I didn't. About... Yeah, man. They're I about didn't know about that. Next. Bone well, talk Harmony. talk about them real quick. So there are five members. Uh, there's Busy Bone Jr., um, but his stage name is Little Busy. And there's another son of Busy uh, named YBL Sinatra. There's a cousin named the Harmony God. His brother, uh, I think he changed his name to uh, Throw Bloodline. And then uh, they have another cousin, Goldie, and uh, he's currently in jail. Uh, so lockdown love the goatee. Think he'll be home in 2026. But yeah, man, they are destined to be the next Bone Thugs of Harmony. Keeping the tradition and the legacy alive. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um let's uh let's transition to the podcast. I know you and uh Swift, right? Don't you have a podcast? Yeah, we have uh two podcasts, three podcasts. Um I have a solo podcast called Vigilantes Radio. Um, I've been operating that one for uh, 10 years now. Uh, then we have a group podcast called the Pod Squad HQ. And that's mm -hmm. where a bunch of us podcasters jump on one podcast to uh, get opinions. It's like The View without all the uh, estrogen, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are some women there yeah, on the show with us, but it's not all women. You know, it's coming from different perspectives. Hey, the, emp uh, the empathy is coming from everybody, not just, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's the beautiful thing about that show, the Pod Squad HQ. It's every Thursday at 9 p.m. Central Time. Sorry for the shameless no, uh, dude, dude, I am so lucky to have you on the podcast today, man. I'm, oh, man. I've been looking forward no, to this. I'm the lucky one, man. I'm the lucky I've been one. looking forward to this for. I've been teasing it for a couple of weeks. So I've been looking forward to doing it, uh, to doing this, and um, I'm a huge fan of your music, and of course, Busy sure. and Bone Thugs and Harmony or like Goats, and I was just like, oh my god, I get this app, talk to somebody that has a connection to Busy. So, oh man, the pleasure's mine, um, and the honor. Um, so yeah, um, 
you do so you're in the video games what kind of game what, what kind of I games am. what kind of games because i see swift swift's uh swift's posting some sort of like first first person you know videos and stuff yeah yeah man i mean swift plays the same game over and over apex legends man he suck man like like all the games in the world you choose to play apex legend what's your over. game what's your game Man, I play them all. Uh, right now, I'm playing Far Cry uh, Six. Okay, yeah, I've been yeah, out of the game, game out with like the yeah, Game Boy yeah, yeah. this, the Game Boy that. Yeah, I had a, I had the Game Boy. I did I did get a Game Boy, but um, I didn't get a console until like the uh, Nintendo sixty four came out, mm-hmm. uh, and I got the Fire version. That was my first console. Either even after the Super Nintendo was out, after Dang, the uh, that's awesome. NES was out, Atari, Sega. I never had I any mean, of that. Atari, bro. <laughs> Only uh, kind of games I had were like the Tiger handheld games and um and the Game Boy. Got into it. So yeah. talk about how did you guys start this um podcast? Whose idea was it? And what's it called? Uh, it's called uh Vigilante's Radio is uh my original show. Yeah. Um oh before I before I get into that, uh the consoles I own today. Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Sega, Sega, uh, Sega Genesis, uh, Dreamcast, N64, Nintendo, mm-hmm. Super Nintendo, uh, GameCube, N64, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, uh, Xbox Original, Xbox mm-hmm. 360, Xbox One. What? Yeah. And a Retron 5. You That's for all the years it. I've never had you a just, question. Yeah, I, you, read my, you, keep, you, keep, you know what? It's like the fourth time you've read my mind on a question I'm going to ask. You're good at this. I can tell you've done mm-hmm. a podcast or two. Yeah, man. Um, so <laughs> Vigilantes Radio. Uh, I started that show back in 2003. I was going through a divorce. And uh, I just needed something to occupy my space because it was just me and the cat at that point. Um, thank God for my cat that, you know, she, she held it down for me. Uh, just, just, you know, just being there. Um, but I began this podcast, like, you know, I can't talk to myself. So I brought a friend on and we kind of didn't have chemistry. So I, I was like, scrap that. And then, uh, busy was talking about doing a podcast Really? Or doing a radio, yeah, or starting a radio program that only played our music so that we could benefit from the royalties, you know, the royalties that pay from being played. Right, on the material. Yeah, uh, I, I brokered a deal with Daily Radio at the time. We got that station. Um, and I was like, yeah, man, I think I got a, a niche in radio. I used to do, uh, I used to write ads, you know, for when I was a manager at, at the store. And uh, it just transitioned into like, what if we could just do it all ourselves? And mm-hmm. so we got a bunch of musicians and we were just talking talking about their careers, different things. And uh, it was a fun show, but people didn't take it as serious as I did. I showed up every time, but they wouldn't show up all the time. Um, Again, man, that's that grind, bro. That's, that's, what, the that's, that's the theme of this interview, man, is you got yeah. the, I respect the hustle, man. Yeah. And, and I just didn't want to be on camera. I, well, I just didn't want to be on air by myself because mm-hmm. like, who want to toss it themselves? But uh, no, I so, get I get that. That's why it's an interview show. So I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so this one time we had a huge show, like we promoted it and promoted it. And at the time we, we were on Blog Talk Radio, and none of my co-hosts showed up. It was just me, 
And because Damn. I had a crowd calling in, I had to do the show. And man, I was nervous. Did they they forget they were just ghosted you or man? I I don't know what happened. We don't gotta talk. You don't gotta. Yeah, I, I didn't ask any it. questions. Uh, but it hurt me so bad, man, that I was like, I can't ever depend on a cast again. You know, I can't let them depict how a show is going to flow ever mm-hmm. again. And and out of that, Vigilantes Radio was born. Right. And I began to brainstorm like, okay, I don't want to talk to myself. I want to talk to somebody. How can I make this work? Oh, I just talk to other people who want to talk. So an interview show was born. And as it was growing, man, uh, I switched from blog talk to Spreaker. And then I got a little side deal from iHeartRadio before they bought Spreaker. And Wow. And, and, and I was able to do like partnerships with PR companies and they were supplying the guests. Was it and, was it at you that sorry, was it you that initiated the contact with iHeartRadio or how how did No, because um uh, uh, different things happened before that. So um with podcasting there's a cost. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I pay I pay time. a decent I pay a decent amount. I I use yeah. Podbean. I pay well I don't pay that much. I pay 100 something for this um membership, but yeah. That's that's a lot for a membership when it comes to podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh even in my opinion. But when you put all the things all the tools that you need together to run a successful show, it adds up. No, I'm saying and, 100 a year, not 100. You thought I meant 100 a oh, month. 100 a year. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I ain't paying 100 a month. <laughs> Yeah. I had to verify. You make me like this guy's paying a yeah. hundred a month. No, it's a hundred a year, one hundred and eight a year, I think. Yeah. So now I pay like over a hundred a month for all the tools wow. to run my episodes. Uh, but like for three years, it was just pain, pain, pain. You know, I'm losing money. Like, why am I doing this? This is this this hobby doesn't feel good anymore. I'm losing money. You know, I, I love to talk, but. A bank account is not agreeing. You don't love this, it. You don't love it that much. Yeah. You don't love it that much when you start seeing red. Yeah, the- yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, something has to give. So, I had this think tank. It was like I gotta come up with a way to make money. And uh, at the time, my band—I was in a band called No Longer the Hero—and we were. Oh, we could have talked about. Um, I didn't know that. Uh, that's something I don't talk about a lot. Oh, um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a time for that. We can but, move on. That's fine. <laughs> man, there, there's so many chapters to this story, man. It's like my my life was like an action movie, you know, explosions, rescuing damsels, and disgrace. So like so like James like, Bond, your movie, your your life's yeah. like James like James Bond. Yeah, yeah, man. That's another goat. Ride. James Bond's one of my favorites. Another goat. But uh, man. anyways, yeah, continue this. Uh, this is interesting. Yeah, even how I became Houdini is interesting. But uh, <laughs> so. Uh, where was I? Um, we're talking about the iHeartRadio I deal. Yeah, yeah. So different things happen, like I said. Uh, and I began to just think about, well, no, Long on the Hero. We dropped a, a project and we began to pay for promotion, marketing. And, and a part of that was doing interviews. So this guy, Jared from Canada, again. <laughs> shout out to Canada. <laughs> Canada, hey. He yeah. interviewed us in his magazine, Sleeping Bag Studio. I still remember that. And I was like, man, this is so cool how he's a, you know, independent journalist, you know, and providing a platform for us. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, what if I did this, but audio? 
you know, he's on Fiverr charging us five bucks. Fiverr, man, you're bringing up classic names. Yeah, and I was like, what if I do the same but audio? And I did that. Started uh, put my podcast on Fiverr, five dollar interviews, thirty minutes. No, at that time I was doing an hour. So it was like, wow, I could speak for an hour. Yeah, and I'll play your music. So, you know, there's no sales coming in because I'm a new seller. But this one mm -hmm. PR company, shout out to Melissa uh, from City Bird PR. Shout out to Melissa from the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. Yeah. She whoever you kid, are, whoever you are. She gave the kid a chance. Yeah. With no experience. Booked wow. on my show. That's a lot of um, testicular fortitude. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just doing extensive research, just Googling and just writing questions. I wrote like 50 questions. So the interview was like an hour, 30 minutes, too long. But anyway, this kid is eating it up. You know, he's a rapper and uh, he's just eating it up. He's like, oh, man, he's treating me like I'm a superstar. <laughs> and he said that. He's like, dude, you're acting like I'm, I'm the goat. I was like, oh, no, I just appreciate what you're doing. He's like, yeah, man, I appreciate you for saying this. And then I was like, yo, what if I, what if that's a part of the service? You know, it don't matter what level they are find something to appreciate out of their art because they're giving it their all. They're putting their life on the line. And that became a part of my model, you know, treat people like they're a celebrity, even though they're not find something good about what they're doing and exploit that. Talk about that. And Melissa was eating it up too. She was sending me artists back to back from hip hop. It went to blues from blues, country, country, mm -hmm. to rock, rock to classical, and then a uh, a sex worker from Fiverr was on there. Was like, would you interview me? I work in the sex industry. I was like, you know what? Come on. Who am I to judge you? Let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Man, she had the most incredible story. And her story blew up my show. Because I took a chance on her, not judging her. And, you know, she paid $5 for an interview. And numbers begin to pour in because of her. And then this rapper, big rapper out of Australia, he saw it. He's like, yo, can you interview me? Man, shout out to yeah, the man. Aussies out, out there. Yeah, man. Yeah. And uh, that episode was like 21.8 thousand listeners. What? big show. And I'm like, what? Bro, I haven't like, even had that much in my... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was one episode. And I was like, the price is going up. And the price did go up, uh, but it was still on Fiverr, and I'm still on Fiverr today, still making money on Fiverr. What's so, your What's your uh, account? Houdini Black. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can find me right there. You can book me for a voiceover. I'm a voiceover actor. You can book me for an interview, uh, review anything, anything dealing with media. You can book me there on Fiverr or my website. So, uh, it became a business, man. Interviewing people. And I didn't go to school for journalism. Mm -hmm. Starting out, like, my speech was, I mean, it's not the greatest now because I'm from Mississippi. And I have a a, a slight impediment, a lisp, if you will. Uh, yeah. So I pronounce words a little different sometimes. Oh, man, and, everyone's uh, got something. You're good. Yeah. So no journalism, anything like that. It's just jumping in, starting, doing something and, and figuring it out along the way. Today, man, I have over 115,000 monthly listeners. Um, and uh, and it's, it's not something that I could have ever done by myself. Uh, of course, glory to God, because I'm a shy person. I'm reserved. 
in real life. Mm. Um, I don't talk a lot. This is probably the most you will ever get out of me. You know, I what I am doing right now is I am subscribing. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I left you a review on Spotify too, man. Oh man, on your your best of uh, 2023 episodes. I really I, enjoyed that. that yeah, really man. Cool. I have I have um an eclectic. Is it Vigilantes Radio Live? Yes, sir. Yep. All right, subscribed. I use Castbox, so if you have a random download from Castbox, that's what I use. I love I, Castbox. So underrated. Like yeah, we're, I've been talking about underrated things a lot. Castbox. Castbox. I'll say it on. I'll say it on record right now. Right now, Castbox is the most underrated podcatcher in the world. Yes. yes. Would you agree? I mean, there's other I ones. Agree, Spreaker's probably up there too. Well, with iHeartRadio um, and stuff. iHeartRadio is underrated. I'm anchored on Spreaker. I have to say, well, I don't want to say I have to say, but they've been very good to me. So, <laughs> so yes, um, it's Spreaker. <laughs> I, I get ad dots from Spreaker, so they've been they they've been very good to me. So you get paid to say it was Spreaker, but no, and uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I know how it is. I know how the bread's buttered. Uh, do yeah, yeah, Houdini. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know uh, how it is, man. You gotta you gotta cater to the audience. I understand. Mm -hmm. Bro, I've had so many different people on some random like you can you know, I've had I've had a couple models on. Yeah. You know, I, I had I had a I had a stripper on back in the day. Oh wow. You know, <laughs> you know. So when you started talking about the sex, uh she's actually fighting, she's actually a lawyer gonna fight for the sex workers. Shout out to Christy Monroe. Oh, wow. Shout out to Christy Monroe. So, so she's actually going to be lawyer to the stand up for the because she's first hand experienced the exploitation mm. and the I assume trafficking. Not saying yeah. her been not saying she's been trafficked, but she's experienced she's probably experienced. I don't want to speak for her, but you know what I mean. The whole she knows the whole deal there. That's what you um, do, man. When you make it out of a situation and you're able to like better yourself, education, whether it's business or money, and you go back to help your people where you came from. I think that's what it's all yeah, about. Yeah, like she's to the point where she changed her popular account to this account to I think it's switch cares so if anyone can follow mm. her um she's still she's got she's got an incredible story I was the that was my first big interview like downloads wise nice. and nice. I also interviewed I also interviewed someone from Survivor back in the day oh, the wow. TV I own a reality yeah. TV show Survivor yeah um and then actually I interviewed a couple people from Survivor and then I and it branched on to music because I got I got with these agencies that's how you probably seen me interview some other musicians. Mm -hmm. It's because they get with. Um, I have a, you know, there's no finance, there's no financial exchange. It's I get an episode, they get PR for their client. You you probably know how it works. Dead horse, yeah. dead dead Let horse. Let me tell you though, Sean, Sean, that that was cool for a time for me, but as much research I was doing, the graphics, then the post production, and then marketing and promoting the episode. I figured like, man, you know, I need to see some type of compensation for all this time. I'm helping you push your message. And and PR's company, besides Melissa. And, my and my podcast is small, though. It, it didn't I... matter. My podcast was small. But the time. You I see what you're saying. Back. I see what you're saying. And and I had to break that down for this agency one time. You I'm only like, live once. That's yeah, it. That's what I told them, man. And then it's over. Like, they thought because they were a big agency that it would be a privilege for me to interview their artists for free. And I was like, no, look, I'm putting energy, time, and effort. Maybe into I this. need to have your backbone. Maybe like, I need to do that. Do it, man. 
Are you I, telling me right now that I should email Dead Horse Branding and be like, hey, pay me time, for pay, these interviews. Pay me or death. I'm kidding. No, it's just pay me or, or I know, relationship I know, ends. But... There are companies who will pay because let me let me tell you, man, they're making all of this money from the artists. I know because I was an artist paying these companies to push me. So you're making you're making all this money you can't share. I'm I'm doing all of this work and you can't share. We don't need to be partners. That's the wrong kind of partnership for me. And it's only benefiting you and the artist. It's yeah, like, well, it, you're getting, you're getting the artist. Yeah, the that's what I'm saying. You're getting it's not doing me any do. It's not doing yeah. me any favors because <laughs> the artist isn't pushing it. That, that's gonna, now that's that I've had that happen um a few times that the most most of my artists the people that I've had on the podcast most of them have yeah but I'll have a few that that don't so I I get it and you know you're giving me you're giving me um incentive and uh drive to do so you Man, back me look, up I'll be like I'll be like hey I'll have I'll have um who done it black and busy bone mm -hmm. on my side you know yeah yeah I could get busy on your show too <laughs> man Oh, dude, uh, I, dude. I put it this way, man. I would pay man. for that. I would pay for that. I would, yeah. I would pay for that. The answer is always no, Sean, if you don't, if you don't ask. And, and, and the shot is always going to be missed if you don't take it. Mm. What's the worst that can happen? The partnership in? Man, there's a thousand PR companies. There's so many artists, actors, directors, pharmaceuticals, tech geniuses, CEOs, millionaires who, are, who want to talk. And there is websites like uh, uh, I'm on another site, um, some podcast site where uh, these people can book them, book their sales on your show, pay you a fee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's um Podcorn too. You've heard of Podcorn? Nope, nope. nope. So Pod, so Podcorn, P O D C O R N, is basically you you you're looking for advertisement space. So you'll pay. So you'll prove that you have downloads, and um. And products will products will post themselves to get on a on a podcast ad. So it'll be like a pre roll ad, and it'll oh. be random. It'll be random. Independent contractors will be on there. Sometimes podcasts will be podcasts will be on there, and you can get like a pre roll ad or a, some of them, some of them even have guests. Um. So basically, they they start an account, and they're looking for podcasts to be on to have right. their ad on. Yeah, so man, there are people paying to get on podcasts. Yeah, there is. And that's Fiverr. one of the websites you should use. And Fiverr, Pod, Podcorn's another good one. Try that. That one's yeah. good. Um, my, my basic interview costs 25 bucks for 15 so minutes. Of my I time. feel, I feel really honored by this. I know I've said this multiple times, but this has been, this has been awesome. And um, I'm going to promote the hell out of this interview. I like what we already like have, one. like we already have. Yeah. And um I just hit 4,000 followers on Instagram, which is a lot for me. I Obviously, you're only going to go up, right? So obviously, it's yeah. a lot. But um, well, yeah. you can go down, man, if you say the wrong things. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I listened to uh, I listened to an episode you did about how sensitive America is, and I think this is like on your old account. Wow, um, you went way back. Did yeah, I have man, the well, did I did I have the co-host with me, Frank? You did this one solo, but it was like a 15 minute rant about how people are sensitive nowadays would you remember the title uh Sean wow you and, oh like sean's Sean, dramatic rant or something yeah 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 yeah. oh dude you went way back it's first 
Wow, that was like 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a while back. Wow. When the, it's when true the, though, um, right? It's true. Podcast cover was red. Red, yeah. yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, dude. Sure, yeah. You did your research. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah, that was I that was facts, right? As a kid say, facts. that was facts. <laughs> facts, man. I don't know what America is becoming. Like it's like our flag should be white, you know, so we can't offend anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the craziest thing. I think bro. I think this is a good place to put advertisements. Houdini Black, where can people find you on social media, man? Man, uh, everything at Houdini Black in 3D. That's uh, X, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube. No, YouTube is Demetrius Reynolds. Uh, Instagram, Pod Squad everywhere. That's P-O-D-Z-Q-U-A-D. Uh, Vigilantes Radio everywhere. And if you want to find me on Xbox and get your butt kicked uh, in Dini Vision, you can find me there any game send the invite bring it on are you a twitch person i am i am i am i know people i heard people i hear people can spend like countless hours on that app yeah like, not me man <laughs> uh i think like they'll be I have like 150 followers there like and, i remember um like one of the classes i sub for like it was before the christmas break like mid like they were on Twitch, like in the middle of class. <laughs> like I did, yeah, they had their phone and like, I told him to all put their phones away. And then they were just like, he, he, he was playing some sort of game on there. And oh, I'm wow. like, I'm was there he... for, I'm there for like 50 minutes. Like, it's not it, like the, was it the whole saying? Like the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Like yeah, it wasn't, man. like it wasn't worth, it wasn't worth fighting uh, was he it. Like I was just scout, I was just scout, No, no, he had like a, he had a mobile, he had a mobile, um, Council in his backpack or something, you oh, know, like a backbone. <laughs> you seen those <laughs> bone? That's it makes crazy. sense with busy bone. We all it's all full circle, yeah, full circle, man. full circle. Yeah. Um, Houdini Black, pleasure was mine, man. This is awesome, man. The pleasure was mine, too. and um, you. it was a, a blessing to be on your podcast, man. I really appreciate. And I was like, I like to extend an offer for you to come on my show, uh, both podcasts. Pod Squad on Thursday nights and uh episode of Vigilantes Radio. So we can dive into your life. Are you are you being serious? Yeah, yeah. I gotta Just pay do. or something? No, no, man. I give, I give, you know. I, I, I try to gonna get me emotional, man. But... I need to, I need to, I need to there's something in the air, man. It's like <laughs> dust, it's like dust yeah. particles. I don't know what's going on, man. I, I live in the interviews too. I live in oh. the I live in the country, man. It's the dust <laughs> of the fans. The dust in the fans. I have one of these seventies style, um, you know, you know what I mean, the one with the blades. Yeah, man, I have those. <laughs> it's some of the hey, dust. But... Oh, dude, I'm I'm in, man. I'm in. Yeah, cool. cool it'd be cool. it'd we'll be awesome. Um, I'm a typical white dude that likes rap music and rock music. There's nothing really special to me. I'm pretty humble. Oh. I like rock too, man. Son like of a son of a nurse, and my dad was my dad worked for NASA, so I can talk about how uh this I can talk oh, about the space. My goodness. I can take talk about the space program if that doesn't bore you. <laughs> man, uh, I don't know, man. That may be a debate because I lived kinda... I lived thirty minutes from Kennedy Space Center, so I would hear really? yeah, so I would hear it would wake I would be I thought it was cool for a little bit, and then like it bothered me every Saturday morning. It it got uh it got uh, tiring real quick. Yeah, yeah. I used to go to the Stennis Space Center a lot 
We have one here. Uh, I think it's here or it's in Florida. But we do have one here on the coast of Mississippi that I, I used to go to a lot in, in grade school. Um, but right now, I kind of think the world is flat, you know, with a, with a dome over it. You so, with that one? Who was the athlete? Kyrie Irving or who who was it that uh, said it's flat? Yeah. And people were joking with people were like, what's this guy Kyle on? Irving, like, <laughs> B.O.B. Maybe maybe he's thing. right. Maybe he's right. Man, I mean, I'm not um, I'm not going to go. Houdini, I'm not going to go that far, bro. I'm the only thing I would say, Sean, <laughs> is that you know how I told you about the Masons and how they, they basically kidnapped us. So my life mm. has been tied in masonry for a long time. My great-grandfather, oh no, my grandfather was a worshipful master. That's like the head in a temple, a Masonic temple. Mm. He was the top dude. So he knew some stuff. His funeral was weird, man. It had like all kind of symbolism. Mm. But anyway, um, the dude that signed us, my first record deal, he was amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, and I don't want to cut you off, but we're like real low on time. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna make but, this real quick. Real okay, quick, real quick. okay. So I, I still wanted so to cut I've, you off. I've seen this thing, and I don't want to get too deep because I'm not amazing. I shouldn't be telling their secrets, but I've seen this thing, and it's and it has the world looking flat. Uh, the the UN used their symbol symbol is a flat world too, and in the Bible it says that the there's a, a dome over the Earth, and that the Earth is the only planet in the universe. I think so, that's I think that's so how we that's, should that's, end. That's, that's where I'm at thinking, man. And I don't know. He, one love, man. One love. <laughs> Adios. Thank you so much. Yeah, sure.